Welcome back to Hidden Power. This is a Pokemon podcast. The Teal Mask DLC for Scarlet and Violet is out right now. We have not played it. Today, we're going to be looking towards the future at the second DLC, the Indigo Disc. We're going to be discussing possible remakes and much more. Today is a very special episode. My name is Dusty Gogoat, and with us today, we have Lumio's Post. Hello. Soul Silver Art. What's up? And our special guest, Drogain. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Doing pretty good, man. How is everybody else doing? Very good, man. This is, uh, good. This is the day you'll be listening to this the day after the first DLC for Scarlet and Violet is out. Like I said, we haven't played it, but I'm so excited uh, to get into this episode because we do want to give listeners something to chew on while they play the game and think about. We've got plenty of theories to discuss in this in this episode. Let's start with um, the fact that the Teal Mask leaked about two weeks early. Uh, this threw a wrench in a lot of our plans. I want to hear from you, Drogain, uh, Soul, Lumi. Where, where's your head at right now? So for me, like, I'll, I'll probably, by the time this drops, I'll beat the Till Mask because I'm better than all of you. But besides that, um, you know, I, I was kind of, when I saw that drop, I was like, immediately, I was like, not thinking negatively towards like, who dropped it. Like, there was a lot of people that were upset because... It did release a lot of like the decks and then obviously the ogre pond stuff which you guys have already talked about prior yeah um I, I get that i mean but if you're online and you've been online for the past 14 years and something's extremely popular like a pokemon you're gonna yeah. there's no way you're gonna avoid leaks you're gonna see something my thing was i saw that and i was like here comes nintendo i'm mm. not recording anything whatsoever right. i was that's because there were people that were saying, oh, Nintendo and Game Freak did this on purpose to drum up hype. I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely oh, not. No way, because, no way. Because if they, if they were to do something stupid like that, and the reason why I say it's stupid is because they've already released how many trailers on it. Like, they don't need to drum up any more excitement for it. It's good to go. So yeah. this was someone who already had the information. And they're like, all right, I'm going to put this out for people that want to look at it. That's perfectly fine. But... As Nintendo sees this, their their communication with Game Freak is a little bit weird because they're already like you can tell they want more of the Pokemon shares, like for a fact. Like they want Oh yeah, this is a whole different to... conversation, but I bet that is true. Yeah, we we've touched yeah, on that. They, in the they're past. definitely like I'm not trying to steer it too far away into like this whole big topic, but realistically, when a Nintendo rolls out a game, it is spotless. Yeah, you know? 100%. And yeah. Including including DLC, including marketing, all of that. They're not they're not in this business of let's leak the entire new Mario what 2D wonder game. Like yeah, they're also, not into that, So know? for listeners, what you're saying is Yeah, right. That would be that wouldn't be too bad. I'm excited for Mario Wonder. Me too. That's going to be a, that's going to be a fun <laughs> game to play. Uh any, but like for listeners, what you're saying Drogain, game, right? Uh we're 2 weeks out from the DLC, right? They would not purposefully leak the content. I actually didn't even hear that. I didn't I didn't hear at all that n people were thinking Nintendo or Game Freak leaked the games, right? But if they had, they people wouldn't always also speculate that. I mean like, you yeah, know, you have two people have always speculated is like pay See, I would say that's different because he's not actually like releasing game. The thing is the Sure, the, but I'd the still leak... say it's kind of wild too cuz you know, Koo is said some things that are pretty divisive he you know yeah. has a very yeah. vulgar way of speaking yeah. i i doubt that you know pikachu's up there paying a man to you know uh say, <laughs> yeah, say no, some crazy things <laughs> i like just saw detective pikachu doing but, that like, right. like yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i can but, see but, detective pikachu doing that. yeah <laughs> but they're they're well, not yeah, gonna per leak a game to help its sales detective pikachu's the one you leak that's the one you leak you yeah, don't leak no one cares about that <laughs> no and and that and that no, no, but so, 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 oh, like, oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. People care about that. 
I'll what, you Detective right Pikachu? No one cares about Detective I, Pikachu. There are let, five let me, people no, that no, care. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prove to you why they're going to care about that. Let me explain, <laughs> okay, let me explain right. why. Let me explain why. Because it's We're creature. getting so off topic. <laughs> we are. But you mentioned it, so now you, you forced my hand, okay? All right, it's all because right. it's creatures. So Soul will probably back me up on this one a little bit. That's actually because interesting. Creatures, creatures all the Yes, because Creatures designs all of the Pokemon... There's going to be a lot of lore and there's a lot of dialogue in that game. So while we may be like, oh, I don't want to play Detective Pikachu, for those people that want to dive back into Rhyme City, especially after the movie, and they want to see Pokemon from Galar in Detective Pikachu, and they want to see them interact in an animated slash video game way, that's who's hyped for that game. That's and really that's interesting. Is, is sure. that like, is that actually how the is that how the Pokemon Company is is divvied up? Game Freak works on the games and the characters, and then Creatures works on lore and stuff. Creatures no, does the models, not, I not know really that. the lore, but more the designs of the Pokemon themselves, which okay. means that the animations are going to be better in that game, even though the graphics are going to be worse. That's what's really about interesting. It. Yeah, I yeah. don't think I ever realized this. I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. It said b- before Creatures was called Ape, and they worked on. Yeah. They worked on uh, what is it? They worked on Earthbound, Mario's Picross, yes. uh, which is yeah. a crazy good RPG game from back in the day. I don't know if you played Mother Soul, One but... and Two. No, I never did. Mother as well is insane. And by the way, neither of those games are really kid friendly. Maybe Earthbound is, but Mother yeah. is definitely. <laughs> That's interesting. I can say that right now. Oh. All right, this is totally off topic, but I kind of like. I'm just let's just ride with this thought process. I really do like the like. I I don't like the idea. I don't. I'm not really. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. But I do kind of think about it. Right, like, what is, like, when it comes to the ownership of Pokemon, what does that look like in maybe ten years? Right, is there a scenario where Game Freak would not have Disney buys their... it and then sells it to Apple? See, yeah, right. Like, I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. But what I'm saying is like. There is this is what I go back to, right? Disney bought Star Wars. There right, Disney bought Marvel. Those are different eras for those franchises at that point, right? Yes, it is. If all of a sudden Nintendo has full access or a majority, fifty percent, whatever, of of uh of Pokemon, right? What it what like do do their do their designs? It might be like a better game, but maybe the Pokemon suck. I don't know, right? Maybe the so, stories so suck. The I don't, I don't think they'd mess with the designs. You guys talked about this a little bit last week or a couple weeks ago in one of your other podcasts. A uh, soul, soul wrote up a good point where he said they don't. He doesn't think they would mess up with the designs. I don't think they would either. What I think that they would do is, is because now they're in more control. They're going to be like, hey, we own this franchise. It needs to be up to our standards. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. see myself fall through glassiato mountain today i want i want to go to the top of glassiato mountain and see like a garchomp fly over and scream at me in a a cinematic way you know i don't that's what the expectations the expectations would change for less crunch time probably and more resources because if you go back to gold and silver's days the original president of nintendo at that time immensely is the one responsible for getting those games off the ground 100 is Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, I forget his name, but the president at the time, who took over for Nintendo at that time, was instrumental for Gold and Silver even being made in a yeah. lot of ways. Uh, was it Gold and Silver or Red and Blue? Was I it forget. Shigeru Miyamoto? I, it was one of the, one yeah, of those times. So. Yeah. I was. I was yeah, hoping yeah. you'd be able to find out for me. I think it is. But, I think it was Miyamoto, and it was that it, he was like super involved, just like you're saying. He basically made it happen because he put. I think, if I remember correctly, it's really bad as a Pokemon fan that we should know these things, but um, mm-hmm. 
he like he they basically had too much uh data or whatever they had too much going on and he figured out a way to make it all fit on to yes. the cartridge yeah they um, even referenced that and uh i always thought it was really cool in sun and moon they if you go to the game freak office and it's not how holy city it's uh it's the one on akala island mm-hmm. um here here i think is it um, but you go to the Game Freak office, and they will say, uh, let me tell you about um, Miyamoto. And they talk about when we were developing the games, Gold and Silver, we actually didn't have. And they tell you the whole story. I think it's really cool. Yeah, that's that. really cool, yeah. So to rope that back around, my my point is, but bringing all this up, not to steer it too far off topic and go back to where the leaks are concerned. Let's say Nintendo owned most of the shares of Pokemon, right? Yeah. If those leaks came out, people would be fired. Like that's ex- that's exactly what would happen. That would never happen under Nintendo's leadership. But because Nintendo does own a good amount of Pokemon, but not enough, you know, Pokemon does what they basically want to do, with the exception of Nintendo as publisher. I bet Outside because that, they're in yeah, that, charge. You know? That's interesting. I bet because there are so many, you know, there's so much communication between these different companies, and assets are flying back and forth. Right? I bet that's the reason why there are so many Pokemon leagues. Right. Yeah. Yes. It it does like Drogane's definitely right. Like when the people come after you for leaking something, it's Nintendo that comes after you. It's it's not yeah. like, when I get a copyright uh, strike on my YouTube Pokemon channel. Company. Yeah, it mm-hmm. says from Nintendo, which actually goes back. I like to how you said when as if like that's a common occurrence. It is. No, it literally is happening. It's a common <laughs> occurrence. Well, I'm saying for you it is. Well, it is. I've it gotten is maybe like five because... copyright strikes in my time. You've gotten five copyright strikes? Uh, I've gotten more than me. And I cleared them out, but so so claims me, your strikes so, though. Strikes? No, they're they're either or, it, but it's enough. But so the, well, no, the I, I would say they're they're not either or. One takes down your channel. No, well, I yeah. didn't. Get taken you need three down to take down your channel video immediately. But so here's the here's what you need to know. If you especially if there's any other content creators that are coming up and watching this, um, if if you are doing a Nintendo Direct. So, like, for example, when everybody was saying there ain't gonna be no Pokemon trailer in the Nintendo Direct, and I was like, yeah, there is. And then it came out, and people were like, oh, I want to take this and talk about it. And everybody got claimed. The reason yeah. why is because it's Nintendo Direct. See, that's, so, that's still side, stupid, though. That's still stupid because it's if like... If you go to they, Pokemon side, they're fine with it. It's a trailer, though. Like right now, why why is it an game? issue to... Rev- I do remember having that problem. I remember uploading the video, like, my, like, mm-hmm. kind of just review of the trailer. And it... um. Now I I wait I waited for the checks to run because I knew it was a Nintendo Direct so I knew it'd be like a little fishy, but uh, the checks ran before I published it and told me like yeah no this this ain't gonna fly and so I had to go back nope. and like I freeze framed the trailer like in the different parts I want to talk about and that was yeah. fine which is exactly. dumb too just like I'm still showing it I'm just not showing it in video form but whatever you have under 15 seconds you're allowed to use if you use anything more than 15 seconds you get popped. So you get so fourteen weird. free, fourteen freeze, and they're doing it because can they that want be the separated? Like, like, can I do fourteen? Show something else. Fourteen show, or is it like fourteen I mean, across I, the span of the video? It, it depends because sometimes I feel like it all comes JPEG as well. Yeah, so I think it, it all comes really, down their to their algorithm. Whoever's in charge of their automatic copyright claim service, whether it's a bot or it's them themselves. They just do not want you getting any money off of anything. Listen, like I, got, I got two copyright strikes when Legends Arceus came out. I remember you telling me this. This is so dumb. Dusty. This is the stupidest <laughs> thing. I w- so Legends Arceus had leaked. People had the game like two days earlier. And I wanted to get some of that traffic 
and I didn't have the game, but I was so I live streamed Sword and Shield and discussed Legends Arceus in like you know whatever the leaks were. I I discussed like theories, right? And I called the video like I think it was like Legends Arceus, and then it was like comma like playthrough, <laughs> yeah, game through gameplay and discussing like it was whatever. And it flagged me. I got two copyright strikes for live streams saying that I was playing yep. the game illegally, which is pretty yeah. stupid. Because it's like I literally was not. If a human looked at it, I obviously was just playing uh, Sword and Shield in the Crown Tundra. And you got but two, right? They got, they got bots I got set two. up, and whatever they see their content come, they flag it. Yeah. And this actually stems back farther than this little history lesson. When YouTube started doing monetization, I wasn't a YouTuber yet, but I was in the scene, so to speak. Um, they uh, They had channels that were put on Nintendo partnership program. And mm. the problem with the program was, is that they were taking like anywhere between 70 to 80% of your revenue yeah. and giving you 20%. But that also comes after, you know, YouTube takes their cut. So they were already in a space back then where they were like, we don't mind you talking about our stuff. We just want the money from your video. Like yeah. that's pretty much where they're at with it. I've so, I've gotten videos taken down where it's like the video will make three hundred dollars. They take it down. It's like that money's just floating there forever. Do like, yep. does Nintendo get it? I have no idea. Um, well, Nintendo gets eighty percent of it. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to I want to move forward a little bit, right? I don't even know if viewers care gonna, about all this inside I was baseball. Segue really quick though. Yeah. Because it it does go to back to this whole teal mask leaks, like. Not to you were about to move on, but no, this is I was fine. just this thinking about Austin John plays got hit like with yeah his, exactly for for the teal mask. So it's not like they they definitely still did some stuff with teal mask. I saw a bunch of people on Twitter. All of the original leaks from Twitter, they took them all down. Yeah. Of course, yeah. it looks like from what I could see, because uh, um, uh, one of our friends, uh, Scoot Easy, he um he does VGC stuff on his channel. And he did a discussion video about, you know, the things that are found in Teal Mask and, um, you know, from these leaks. And uh, he had talked about how his video also got taken down. And we were discussing, like, what was in it, what was it that got it taken down. And from what I can find, it seems like everything that showed, like, the home models of the Pokemon was okay. But it was, they were taking down things that showed the Dex images. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why is because the models are assets, right? But the the Dex images, that's technically an in-game photo. Mm -hmm. Exactly. If you post pictures, you're going to get, like... If you post pictures and you're over, like, a thousand followers, that's like, okay, you need to erase them at some point. Because the thing is, is there's a certain... This is such a bad episode for it, like, art... We're like sponsoring or anything they they, they will not <laughs> we're like telling people how to do, do this stuff but basically like if you post leaks like it's gonna be three to four days before they come after you like that's that's kind of how it is so, so, so what you have to do so going forward is you know because you're on it's twitter's not you know twitter anymore x it's just, called x he's an x content creator x out the photos you can also (laughs) x them out oh yeah Yeah. we should put our episodes on OnlyFans. i mean it would obviously oh my god like we have episodes of secret power it's the same thing as patreon it's the same thing as patreon because that's your first one right there we should put our episodes on OnlyFans. it's it's the same content it's the same content 
Dusty, Dusty, I do not want to have to explain to my wife why I have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> Bro, it's the same content. It's literally no, only, yeah, OnlyFans yeah, has... Lumi comes in and is like, don't worry. Don't worry, Drill Gang was on and he said some illicit stuff. We had to put it on OnlyFans. <laughs> so that's the only way we can get there. OnlyFans has like comedy specials, right? Like we, we're comedy specials. Has it? Yes, it, it does. It definitely does. It has it has more than just... I'm kind of kidding, but like also, I don't know. Well, also, they, Dusty's no, game right. <laughs> if it means he's monetization, right, we're down. You know. If you're enjoying this episode, please consider supporting Hidden Power on Patreon or YouTube channel members. Right now, we have four tiers and the lowest membership starts at just $5 a month. Supporters get access to our secret Discord server and help control the direction of the podcast. Supporters also get access to our archive of bonus episodes. Okay, so our Discord, honestly is popping we have other creators in there too which is yeah. kind of fun it ain't just the three of us we're discussing leaks when they drop we talk about news we'll be talking about how soul silver art has you know just garbage takes it's so it's much fun for us to connect i'm in there every day also we have revamped our merch store so proud of every product that is in this store now we have stickers t-shirts mugs ball caps right the dad caps these ball caps are embroidered look at this it's literally an embroidered. so clean you cannot get anything more high quality than that i just got news do y'all hear that solbasaur says that he even <laughs> has his own merch i'll talk for him it's beautiful very cool designs you guys should very check it out. japanese style e even the front of the shirt has a unique logo i'm getting one for sure if you're invested in this show invest in the show thank you so much for watching and now back to the video bottom line dlc leaked and i was surprised we had to like private our episode so that's a long-winded way to say that episode will be live when you're listening to this so go back and listen to our like two-hour reaction it's really to all good the leaks. It really it's a good it's everything. a good episode it's a good yeah. breakdown um but to move forward um yeah to move forward I, I, there's still so many questions about the Indigo Disc. I think I'm actually really excited for the Indigo Disc. I think the Teal Mask is going to be fun. If you're playing this, if you're watching this on Thursday, I'm sure it's fun. But the Indigo Disc seems like that's going to be the, the the climax, the solution, the whatever answers, whatever more info we're going to be getting about Area Zero, the Paradox Pokemon, Terpagos, the 19th Pokemon type. That's the stuff that I'm like super excited about. Um, Drogane, you've made a lot of videos on these topics. Uh, what is the thing that like sticks out to you the most about the Indigo Disc that like you either want answers to or you're just excited to, about flat out? So I mean, my my overall excitement level of any rollout for games doesn't hit me till i have it in my hands type thing yeah, um, yeah me too especially especially because of now being a creator on youtube a lot of what i'm doing is focusing on what i can see from what we're getting versus you know just kind of like when i was a fan only i was like oh i'm excited for this or that um so for the indigo disc what what i am most excited for is i do want to know a couple things about certain characters like what is Serrano's deal? That's my first thing um, yeah. because of his supposed background, you know, and that's, and that's another thing they've been doing very well with these two DLC packs. They keep introducing a new character. Where we're like, that could be the villain. And yeah. then another guy comes out or another girl comes out and goes, wait a minute, that could be the villain. So it's, it's like, we're, we're kind of in a space where characters are, are very interesting to me in this DLC, the wrap up in the story. Um, but I think overall, I, and I think this is not a, a sentiment that most people would not share is we want to know what's going on with area zero as a whole. Like what is, what is going on with area zero? Like what, what is its place? Not just within Paldea, but in the Pokemon world entirely, because 
we know when it supposedly came out, like when it, when it came out, but when it supposedly was made, you know, it was one million years ago, according to Ray Ford's class. But how was can it made? Ex- by can you explain that for listeners? So, okay. So if you didn't take the academy classes, first of all, you should never be dropping out of school. That's never important in your life. I, you should probably get some out. form of paper. I dropped I, out of college. Boy, yeah, you said you said earlier. Never no, mind. I dropped out of the I'll game. I, I finished college. So, oh, you dropped? <laughs> no, that's the that doesn't count. Okay, <laughs> go to university. They, these kids are learning like how to be kind to Pokemon. Okay, it was a great class that Salvador took. Me, you know, gave us and. How many of you took that class? Any of you take the Salvador class? Do you even know what I'm talking about? I, I, did I don't know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. I did all I the classes. I haven't finished they, his class. They were painful, man. It was painful to get through. They, they are History painful, was in- but the thing is, the thing is about the classes, though, is that that's where the meat of the lore of this game is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of, the biggest, one of the biggest gripes I had, and I'm not pointing fingers at a certain someone in this call, Lumi, but uh, was the whole... Was the whole AZ created the the Paldean Crater thing at the beginning of this year, and I was banging my head against oh, the Oh, you and Toby. Ball. You're talking about the Toby yeah. clan. Counterpoint. I counterpoint. Would... I never said he created the Paldean Crater. Toby. No, you, you I said Toby he created. Toby was I said first... he created Area Zero. Oh. I don't think that he created anything. I don't think he has anything. I don't think he did either. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a it's a fun theory that will get clicks. That was the goal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's so here's my here's my counterpoint to your counterpoint. Area zero is where Lumi. In Paldea. in the Paldean Paldean crater. It's the same. It's the same place. Literally okay, the same place. Nah, because because you do have there is there is the crater and it is in the crater, but there's area zero as we know it. It so okay. the the idea of the theory was that it w- it looked different. It was not this way. It is not the area zero we knew today until it was struck by the ultimate weapon. Again, this is purely just devil's advocate. I do not right. actually uh, advocate for this theory, but I'm I'm just saying that was what I built it around because I did address. Hey, the class says that it was made a million years ago, and I did address that in the theory video. You, you did, actually. There was a lot of that didn't. The, the reason why there's a problem with that theory, even though I love it, I love that theory, and I think it would have been really awesome if that was true. But the problem with it is is that where Northern Kalos, Kalos is, and because I did a whole thing on, I mean, like everything on regarding Pokemon Wars entirely, um, the way the weapon is fired, it's fired northward. Paldea, mm. theoretically, if it's... Um, where Spain's supposed to be in the real world, it's southward. So it can't be Paldea for that reason. The second thing is, and this is something that I've been kind of mulling over for a while now, is Legends Arceus came out in Generation 8, right? And we got to go visit Hisui and Sinnoh and all that. What's interesting about Hisui's architecture, I was talking to Dusty about this offline a while ago, is their architecture is based on like Greek and Roman architecture. It doesn't really look like there is Japanese elements to it, but overall but the, architecture. The, the architecture of their ruins looks more like Greek and Roman. And what's strange about this is, is that a lot of Hasui, you know, connections to link back to Unova, which also uses a lot of like Greek and Roman architecture. Heck, um, even Gexus's name is uh, Jesus Harmonia Gropus, which is literally Latin. He's not even, you know, he doesn't have like a New York style name, so to speak. It's more like Greek and Roman inspired. 
Um, so a lot of people have started to theorize that because of the Pokemon Evolutions episode of AZ that came out a few years ago, where it showcases again where the weapon is fired. If you slow-mo it at when the city is struck, the ruins actually look like Celestica architecture. So the theory is, is that perhaps Celestica is not native to Sinjo or, or even Hisui or at all. In fact, they were a northern region that was absolutely destroyed by Kalos, and they had to migrate down to those regions. And they just took their, their heritage with them. Yeah, this is something that I don't think we... Pokemon's ever going to talk about, but it's it's relatively even linked to the fact that, remember, I forget the cave's name, but Soul, you might be able to remember, or Lumi. I have no faith Lumi's in you, Lumi's the one for that but... stuff. <laughs> so the Unovan and Sinnoh, or rather slash Hasui connection, starts also from the fact that, if you remember, when we visit Unova, the big thing was, it's so far away from everything else, right? And mm. while that is supposedly factual the cave regarding the mess spirits supposedly the deepest part of that cave links yeah. back you can travel through that cave to Sinnoh. i so, always read that I, I always read that though as like you know that the psychic pokemon can show up wherever they want and i feel like the natives or the yeah, the natives of hisui would just interpret that right as like, oh, it, there must be a pathway to Sinnoh through this cave, and that's really just a misunderstanding and a and a just a you know a a, a poor definition of the Pokemon, a poor Pokemon right. entry, right? Yeah, I always read it as like and a Pokemon wives' tale. I was, I was yeah, with y'all on that until Legends Arceus, and the reason why is because of so many Gen Five representations in that game, and that, then also that is super true. Fact, and then also the simple fact that they added in another one of the the Landorus trio with Enamorous or whatever the heck that thing's name is. Totally true. Also, yeah. also Basque Legion, and then also you have all the characters, you have the Braviary from the references. Volo himself, his design is not Japanese. Like, yeah, he looks Japanese, but his his design again is very Greek and Roman esque. You know, so yeah, way. that's really so. cool that you say that, and I wonder. So, for viewers, you can see right here, this is a picture of the Shrouded Ruins in Legends Arceus. And what and Drogane keeps referring to these ruins as being, like, inspired by Roman arch architecture because they're marble columns, right? I think that's a really exactly. interesting point. I think Greek, oh, but yeah. I think we just lost Lumi, <laughs> but he'll be back. Um, yeah, Greek. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I, don't, I don't really know my architecture, so that's totally I mean, fine. Greek, Greco-Roman. It's close either way. Okay. And then we do have. There are a lot of ruins in uh, in Japan, but as you can see, it's mostly stone and then wood. That's what I'm seeing right here from these Google images. Oh yeah, um, Japan's is completely different because of, you know, the culture. Wait, sorry, y'all. <laughs> my, my camera was just bugging out. All good. All good. All good. So, so, to, so to reiterate that real quick is that the next closest thing to Celestica's architecture is Unova, right? Yeah. Unova's architecture is the next closest thing to that. And what gets even more interesting about that is that everybody's been talking about the fact that, oh, we may be getting something Unova related next year. So this is something they've kind of already been seeding for a while. Like, yeah, we got our Gen 4 um, remasters or whatever the heck those were. Yeah. But we got Legends Arceus that was kind of a culmination of we thought was going to be Johto. And there is Johto stuff there. But Unova just keeps coming back and coming back. So to go back to the Indigo Disc and go back to the Paldea Crater, right? Yeah. The reason that I find interesting about Area Zero is the fact that if you look at 
both Scarlet and Violet as a whole, you take the classes, none of them differentiate. They tell us that it was created one million years ago, the, the Paldea Crater, right? It was created one million years ago. So, I mean, I'm in the camp of this is a meteor or a massive asteroid of some kind that was responsible for the devastation of Pokey Earth at that point. Because if you think about it, every supposed antagonist legendary comes from space. Like the Oxus yeah. was a virus mutated inside of an asteroid. Oh, the Gen 4 Legends. By. Right, Gen 4 Legends. You know, even uh, our the husk of um, Kiram. Well, not Kiram. The original dragon fell from yep. a meteor. Um, even the uh, even just recently in Generation 8, which has a sharing with the concept of Dynamaxing that could kind of mirror Herba Mystica, Eternatus, Eternatus, whatever the heck that thing's name is, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, also fell from space 20,000 years ago in a meteor. So it wouldn't be that far-fetched to believe that the Paldea Crater was simply just created by a meteor. Um, and at that time, a lot of species that po Pokemon that exist as we know as paradoxes from past forms or whatnot or whatever, were just wiped out completely. And Very for those that have been complaining about, well, there's no fossils of them. Well, in reality, depending on how strong the devastation was at that time and where they're actually native in the realm of the pokey earth, if they're struck by a massive impact zone, there wouldn't be anything left of them. Like there would be nothing to fossilize because they would just be gone. Um, the only problem with this is, the only problem with this is, is that Johto, which is also very interesting, has no fossils either. So they they literally are taking Pokemon that already don't have fossils, like the Donphan line. Yeah. You know, you'd arguably say Donphan's not really like when I think of Johto, I don't I al think of an elephant just walking around, you know? Like, yeah, that's but just I, not my thing. I also don't think I mean, I'm sorry, maybe I maybe I, I missed a detail. I don't think I do not believe that Paradox Pokemon are straight-up time-travel Pokemon. Imagination is the camp I'm in. I, it doesn't even yeah, need to be imagination. It can be something I'm else. I'm not so certain anymore. I, I think it's not even going to have an explanation, but I do not think they're like... <laughs> so you and I have like rotated around what I we know. think. Like, yeah. We're never the on the same page, but we've we both thought but like we, all you three get each other. I don't know imagination or time travel <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. simply well, i mean if you just boil right, it down well, paradox pokemon are called paradox because they shouldn't exist and also right. well yeah how can yes. a magnet pokemon have dinosaur features like what right. the heck it's pokemon it's pokemon after all like that yeah i well, feel yeah. like that, that, that how that can how can poltergeist be a you know um, bro look alike and not a regional form you know you um, just there is there's so many things that don't make sense yeah, that's... Yeah. So, the steel, so the steel from Lumi, counterpoint, okay? okay. Now, I've, I've used this Reverse example for everyone who's been on the imagination camp, so now I have to do it with you guys because I think it's important, okay? Let's fight it out. Imagination, imagination, right, is something that's spawned from your mind, right? And this is, yeah. can be this in Pokemon. We could argue and say that perhaps the psychic type has the strongest ability to do this. I mean, if it was a ghost, it would probably create illusions, you know, yeah. it wouldn't be able to really siphon into your mind unless it possessed you, which if it possesses you, then that's a whole different story. Then it's actually the mind of the ghost and not really your mind that's at play. Right. So here's my here's my problem with the imagination theory. OK. If multiple people go down into area zero. Multiple uh, yes. people are down there. 
the imagination of each individual, if it's a trigger zone for your imagination or something is triggering that person's imagination, would come alive. Arguably speaking, you all wouldn't see the same thing. You all would see something completely different. Now, this argument Unless... is already kind of in place with the love of the beasts, you know, because originally they drew all the beasts together. And people were saying, well, that's how, you know, it all spawned from one individual's imagination, right? Don't but you think it, if, don't you think some like a uh, an image could be projected into the person's mind to make them see something like a psychedelic drug or whatever you want, whatever the analogy you want to make, right? Like you could put that's thoughts not imagination, though. It could be the imagination. I think imagination is just a fan term for a, for pretty much like make believe, right? It think of it like yeah, dr- technically so speaking, the, connection- the, the the basis of the imagination theory comes from Ku uh, using a movie as an example of an explanation for Paradox Pokemon. And in that yeah. movie, it was someone's, I believe their dreams or nightmares coming to life. So technically, not even imagination. Technically, you know, dreams, nightmares. Yeah, and I and I want to yeah. make the connection. And Adrogan, I think this kind of complements a lot of what you're saying. I want to, my biggest connection is the dream world, right? Where you go into this area, mm-hmm. you imagine something, and then you bring it into the real world where it exists, right? So I get what you're saying where, yes, if we're all having our own understanding of something, then basically I see it as like the imagination of one being, which could be Terrapagos or could be a great weapon of of one of these characters that we don't know about yet. Or maybe it's Serrano. Who knows, Hmm. right? I'm imagining if it's imagination, it's from one single thing that gets brought to life and then we all experience it in the real world. It's not... It's not. It's a vision that every person sees, or right. You know. Yeah, I don't think it's using the imagination of everyone in Area Zero. I think it's using the imagination of either its own, uh, one person, or a select few people. Yeah. So to answer that question, to answer that comment, do we think that Tarabagos right now is in Area Zero, or do we think that he's in the Indigo Disc at the Blueberry Academy? It's I think he's in Area Zero. Yeah, I think Area Zero. That's oh, right. come on, guys. He's he's not. He has to be in the Indigo Disc. He has to be able to It's called the Indigo Disc. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, but, and part of the Indigo Disc is going back to Area Zero to find Terrapagos, who we uh, also see in Area Zero in the trailer. Yeah. Yes, in, in, in the, baby form. He's in Area Zero. Well, his regular form, his Terrastal form, is when he would go back in Area Zero. So perhaps you take the baby We see the baby form in Area Zero. You know what I think is going to happen? I think that... Uh-huh. I think the baby Pagos is going to be like our partner throughout the whole thing. Yeah. I think right off the bat, like little baby Terrapagos is going to be with us the whole time. So he That's might cute. not be in area zero. That and would then be interesting. I do. I think it's going to be like a cub foo situation and like a Lico um, from the anime situation where right. we get this baby turtle and we don't know, we don't know like what's going on with it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then towards the end, it like, comes out and we have to well so the reason why i brought that up though is not to distract from the paradox pokemon thing is that let's let's what happens at the end of the the story right we shut down the time machine and then the biggest argument is is that there's still paradox pokemon inhabiting the crater how can they be inhabiting the crater if you know they're from time well what people are forgetting is is the fact that sada and toro were down there for 10 years doing this they weren't just down there just now they've been doing it for a while and their whole goal was to create a utopia in either Scarlet or Violet with past forms and Scarlet intermingling with, 
you know, the current Pokemon that reside in the crater. Their purpose was to create a paradise, which is essentially they were trying to create a future and modern day paradise of intermingling of species of Pokemon to exist in the crater at once together. That was their whole goal. Beautiful. People, they're not they're not just bringing them in there just because they're like, oh, I want to look at them. No, they wanted to create this paradise and this paradise took precedent over everything else in their lives, including Arvin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so when the machine is shut down, if that was the thing that was causing imagination, well, then all those things would pop away. You would think, right? If a Pokemon is triggering someone's imagination, then you would think that Pokemon would be down there. Now they could explain it away by saying, Oh, you know, Tarabagos was hidden away and it was just using its imagination or dream world or whatever to keep propelling things into the crater. Okay. Perhaps that works. You could also try and tell me that maybe Heath is somehow still alive and his mind is being used no, to I'm propel, so sorry, things, guys. <laughs> propel things into through imagination. But it's just overall, the concept of a paradox, I really think they're pulling from time paradoxes. Yeah, absolutely. Because, so so my, my thing overall is like I'm in the camp of I do think they're from time. We just don't know what time frame they're from. Because time is tricky. As you see, in entertainment, they they kind of depict time as a linear line or a definitive point A to point B. In reality, when you think about time travel as a whole, no one has ever actually accomplished it yet that we know of. So there is I no mean, blueprint. I don't think it's uh, – no. Uh, that's a conversation for a different day. I don't think it's – I don't think it exists, period. But – I think I think you're I think you're like nailing it though. I think this really will be the plot. I think it's basically these paradox Pokemon are a result of, uh, of like of like mistakes, right? So like the idea that we can create this is a so the what every what every evil team has always done was seek paradise of some sort, whether it's total water or total land or resetting the universe, right? These t evil teams are always trying to create a paradise and. In the Pokemon universe and also in other media, there's no paradise. That's a it's a fallacy. There's no paradise, right? You can't have great things without bad things. It's just like our reality is a reality, and our reality is a paradise. So when you go off and try to create another paradise, right, you're gonna end up with with these like basically these paradox Pokemon are artifacts of like they're they're leftovers, right? They just like have happened to appear. And it's like, why are these even existing? And it's that time paradox that you're discussing, right? It's it's like these things right. all of a sudden we're like, oh, we'll create a perfect universe and it'll be amazing. And then all of a sudden, and we see this in the Area Zero uh, plot line at the end of the game, at the end of Base Scarlet and Violet, right? These wicked Pokemon are everywhere and they look mutated. They look they're 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 either they're either utopian future images of Pokemon that we're familiar with, or these like reptilian, awful, horrifying. Uh, draconic creatures, right? These reptilian right. creatures. To add to that, though, um, just to bring up another point as to why I'm still in the time camp, is the argument is, well, how can they be pulling them from past because they don't look anything like the beast we have today? The thing that people are missing is all they said was that they're pulling them from past time. They didn't say what past time. It yeah. could be an alternate exactly. timeline. It yeah. could be somewhere else altogether that has nothing to do with the pokey earth that we understand or, or even acknowledge, which yeah. would mean that the reason why all these paradoxes exist is because they're not even from that timeline. They're from some other timeline entirely. Yeah, I guess. And so my, why? My also, 
my also prediction is that this kind of mirrors the concept of what they did with Ultra Beasts. You yeah. know, Ultra Beasts don't exist in Pokey Earth. They're brought there because of the Ultra Dimensions. And, yeah. you know, that's a that's a whole element of time and travel that exists in the universe, exists outside the universe of Pokey Earth. That's a good you know, point. It, it's weird because while Pokemon is very simple, a lot of the stuff they pull from is very can be very complex especially and they when distill they them play. down into these simple ideas where it's like oh how do we depend solus said this right i feel like Sol was the first person right. to explain this right it's not that complicated it's an amongus like how do you make a mushroom pokemon look from the past you give it a dragon tail right you give it these dinosaur spikes in a dinosaur right. beak and yellow eyes right which At doesn't same- make any sense in our universe and four legs at the same time, legs. though, like when you're talking about the Pokemon, sure, but the like actual um, lore behind Pokemon games can be like pretty deep, even though yes. they don't, they yeah, won't like exactly. say that it's deep, but there's like text most of the time that will be yeah. like, oh yeah, this is actually really a deep subject. Um, I do have my own theory on all of this, um, which Get I it. think I, I think that this is actually it. I think this is actually it, and it's crazy because it's gonna start. It's gonna start being all over the internet because a lot of people are catching on to it. Um, basically, it, it comes from this YouTuber who's an Italian YouTuber. His name is Sidonia. Um, he comes up with like the craziest theories, and he's he's on point for a lot of stuff. But anyway, so it's not my own original theory. I just have other thoughts that I bring into it as well. Um, there, the whole thing that I can't get off of is that the whole like paradise protection protocol thing and like what's the paradise what's the hidden hidden treasure um you know like yeah that's him um but he he will it's all in italian and he talks for like four hours like on theories oh i love dreams and stuff yeah he's he's great we do (laughs) yeah yeah it's true um but basically this theory in short has a lot to do with um the anime as well because i think that the anime is like a parallel of what is happening in the real game it's not like exactly what's happening you know like you can't bring those characters into the the scarlet and violet universe but basically um i think that there and this comes from him and other people i think that the treasure and the the place that heath wanted to get to and all of that the paradise is an actual place like at the bottom of area zero like they you can get go through or like where the time um time station what the heck time machine um brings you so like i think that where they where the yeah where the the androids whatever where they went to was this paradise i think that there's a paradise because if you look back at the um uh the ancient adventure of the of the anime he eventually finds um this paradise and that's where he goes and stays um for the time being, I guess. I think that that's where he is. And you you can see, like, in one of the episodes, he, like, reaches out to Liko from that space and, like, says, come find me. Um, so I think that it has... And it's all has to do with Terrapagos, too, because the baby's, like, making this all happen. Um, that's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. It's a deep um, rabbit is hole. It, like, you could go very far down into this... this person? Yeah, yes, that's Lucia. the ancient hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that... And this has to tie. This ties in with Ku's like recent dragon um, palace tweet. So I'm I'm thinking a lot that this has to do with time travel, but not so much that um, they're time travel Pokemon, but that in this paradise space, time is different there basically. So the the Pokemon there 
changed or like they you where they're pulling from is from different times and universes basically um to bring them out that's an alternate dimension essentially yeah it's basically an alternate dimension but they want it to have to do with time and i think the dragon palace thing so like the the indigo disc or the blueberry academy i think will have more to do with like it being the dragon palace which is in the tale of uh urashima taro when the guy goes down to the dragon palace time works differently there so i think that that whole thing is going to come around because it has to have more to do with that story too when you look at um the teal mask it's like this has a lot to do with the tale of momotaro like that is the the main tale throughout the the plot mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. in the same way the indigo disc is probably going to be similar and there is time shenanigans in that story so i didn't go through the theory well because i haven't actually written it out myself yet i'm going to but I haven't done it yet. Um, I have it all in my head, but I'm just not as good as explaining it with words. <laughs> um, so it's a it's a big one. Anyway. It's yeah, I like I like about. that because I mean I would that actually kind of fits the final piece in the puzzle for me if that's factual because then that satisfies the concept of oh why people thought it was from the dream world or imagination, but it does also relate to the fact that the terrestrial phenomenon is responsible for the fuel of time travel because remember. They said they used terrestrial energy to bring these Pokemon through time. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what Terabagosa's overall objective is, is that it has that ability, like you were saying, to kind of, you know, bring these things from that side back over into our right. side. Exa- exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. Like, and this would be like Terabagosa's like origin point. You know what I mean? And it, it's like it's home where it has this power to bring back and forth, just like you just said. Um and and the whole paradise of it all is like it's a paradise and in, and it wants to protect its paradise or like bring certain people there. The thing is is that humans can't go back though. Like if once you go, you know, like the androids were like we can't come back or whatever. Only Pokemon can go through, right? Do we do we know like what Heath's fate was or the people who wrote the journal? Like, are they, could they be stuck in the past? He just goes back up top and he just gives them the book and then he moves on. Like that's what's specified. Like, is he dead? Is he retired or could he still be? We don't know. We don't know. Could he be stuck in time? Could we meet him at at the end of the DLC? Could we meet Heath? Definitely. Theoretically, Theoretically, the way the book is structured, it shows him at the end shaking hands with the academy director. So sure. supposedly he did return to the surface, but could be propaganda. There, is a possibility, there is a possibility that the book was told out of order. So if yeah. that's the case, that's interesting. Somewhere yeah. else. Which, it, which would make sense with like, I mean, the whole concept of revisionist history, right. Or being, or interpreting, you know, artifacts from the past and interpreting the history wrong. So there's there's data in Scarlet and Violet on used data. Um, there's one for a NPC named Billy, one for a PC NPC named Onair. Uh, a lot of people speculated that might yeah. be Nimona's parents, but then there's also one for Heath. So perhaps yeah. that's evidence Bill of Heath showing up. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. We'll see yeah. if that happens. Hopefully, it does. But that'd be great. I mean, so, what I would like, then, if, that, if that's the case, if we're going to return to Area Zero with Tarabagos, then you have to let us go to that place, then. If well, you don't do that, that's a letdown. I totally yeah. agree. I really hope we get 
I think we're I think we're going back to Area Zero. The whole thing is called the hidden treasure. No, we are, we are. It's confirmed that we are yeah. going back to Area Zero. Yeah, they you know said you'll go back after uh you complete the story of because no the depressing thing is that. that basically means you will not get Raging Bolt whatever Entei is until after you've yeah, like right. done the indigo disc blueberry academy plot exactly so, yeah. so guys i want to segue a little bit now right we're talking about terra pagos area zero uh, drogane let's get your take on the 19th pokemon type the 19th terra type what do you think about that so i just talked about this actually have any of you guys watched the paldean wins episode yeah i have not yeah so Lumi, since you watched it, was it just me, or did they put a lot of emphasis on sound and music in that episode? Like, yeah, not of course, just yeah, that was like the whole thing, yeah. So at first, I thought it was like, ah, oh, it's just about her story arc. But then remember that that guy who's like a researcher—I forget his name. Something very interesting and made that also may make Dusty happy here is, um, Dusty, you know the professor from Pokemon Sleep, right? Correct. In the episode, the professor from Pokemon Sleep and the kid from the Paldean Win episode, they look very similar. Yeah, but what's it, also it looks like SP about... Juju. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he does a little. Besides, besides that, though, the reason why I bring him up is because I wasn't thinking anything about sound outside of the fact that it had to do with the, the girl's arc, Ohara, until he mentioned that Sir Titan is soothed by certain sounds. So then I started hmm. thinking, are they going to introduce a sound type? Is that what no. they're going to do? Are they finally going to make it a thing? Because I hope so. Sound could def sound could definitely differentiate a lot of normal types into a new type. And you could also use sound to do super effective damage to a lot of types as well. Like it's not unheard of to be able to use sound of some kind to do super effective damage. Yeah, I so think I'm that sounds like, great. You know, they, they could but, implement that. Yeah, I, I think I think sound has always been on the table. Um, but I think if that were to be the case, you know, they would have like what would the connection to that? What would the connection to sound type be to Terrapagos and the Paradox Pokemon? Well, Here not only zero. that, but all the other type because the Terrastal yeah. hat. Well, is think all about the it. When you, type when you terrestrialize, there's this distinctive sound. Yeah, I think it's the Pokemon Cry, isn't it? No, it's so. like a little, like, like almost like a crinkly noise. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think know. it's probably I, a little I, bit yes, of a very, there's a very distinctive sound when you terrestrialize. Not only that, but if you're going to introduce a new Terra type, right, and it has to intermingle with the other types, it's going to have to be something that is simple but does add some complexity to the game. Because then, sure. otherwise, what's the point of introducing it? Like, what's the yeah. point of bringing it in? You know, and this could segue for them to be able then to introduce a new type as a whole, you know, going forward into generation 10. Like it's a soft touch, like, Oh, it's a terror type, but then they reveal what the actual type is. Um, that's kind of, they where could I think do that. Yeah, that's true. I, I have I, thought that as well. I was like, I don't think that they'll do it in this generation, but if they do like eventually, uh, re like reveal a new type, from this type that would make sense to me just that like this is just like a little taste of it because it is it's a terror type of what of a type somewhere out there you know well, I, I, I don't I know if it would be the, the sound it's the terrapagos type i think i think we have to look it's the rainbow type listen yeah you look, i don't think you... it would be the sound type but if it it could function like a sound type you know what the i mean prism like, type. Right. it could like yeah. have not, the yeah, properties but that's not sound that's light very well 
I'm not saying it's going to be sound like that, but I'm saying in the vein of what sound could do. Like, for example, I'm sure. thinking of yeah, types exactly. that it could be super effective against, such as like ice and steel, because, yeah, because ice, ice, ice needs ice more weakness. Very much affected by sound <laughs> in a lot of different ways. No, no, um, you're right. I think yeah. I think Make it's it very effective possible. against grass and rock while you're at it. Even even if we don't get like an actual type after this, it's still possible that this terror type functions like what a sound type would have functioned like yeah it, it just won't be called that so like if you're saying right. like oh there's going to be a sound type i just don't think that that's happening at all but it's just like it could it could be right like, uh game freaks version of a sound type if that makes sense and then eventually who knows yeah maybe they can exactly. make it into a type but uh it's i, I feel like they've already made topic. a big enough deal about it right they've already they they hinted it they teased it all year and then they said then they had the big announcement a 19th teratype Right, and they sh also showed us. They also showed us what the what the element looks like, or the 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 image looks like, right? And to me, it doesn't look like any any sort of sound type, right? I feel like the types are very obvious with how they look, what their colors are, what yeah, their effects but this are, one is what like their a, this one's in a mix, well, actually, you know. Actually, it could be show the actual symbol of the type. If it's the body, it showed how to. Right, but when they showed the actual types itself, where the gem pops up, it's just Terra Jewel. They didn't show the type that fills the Terra Jewel. If you look back at the trailer, no. all right, I'll yeah. pull it up. Like I, it, it's it's weird. I don't. It could still function like that, though, Dusty. You don't. I I still am in the sure. Camp it could it could like, function. I would say it's more likely to be an answer to the light type, just because of not only its own ties to the other types, it having a rainbow feature on it, Terrapagos itself being like a rainbow Pokemon, and also like a prism. Uh, but also just the yeah, themes in this point. game, you know, Scarlet and Violet, the two opposite ends of the rainbow, yeah. and that being a, a thing that happens because of. Uh, uh, light refraction yeah. yeah for me i mean just look at it right here this is the only type that is not a solid color this is a special thing that is not going to return you're not going to get an evolution based on this this is literally just a one-off thing i mean f i i think yeah in the future they I, I think you guys are making a good point maybe they reuse some of these whatever sort of effects this has and they reinterpret that into an actual type but for the time being this right. is literally this is just the terra pagos type it's literally for this for this yeah. DLC, if, yeah. But I'm just I'm just saying, yeah, like, absolutely. if they ever wanted to introduce a new type and they don't use this one, it's like, okay, they have to do the twentieth type because that's the nineteenth one. Yeah, <laughs> so give Eevee a mega evolution. Good point. Yeah, that is this type. Well, um, could they? Because no. that way, it's special it's to Eevee. Now. It's still it's still a gimmick, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. And, I think and we I get megas back. I think now that we they're, they're removing Pokemon. Kalos, okay. Yeah, well, let's segue into that. Do you think we're ever going to go back to Kalos? What is that area? What is that area in the northeast section of... Oh, uh, you're going to put me through this again. Just, okay. uh, Drogan, we'll make it brief, right? All year, we have been wondering, right? We have the Paldea region, and then in the top, and uh, what is it, the, the northeast section of the map there's a blurred out area it's blurred out just like area zero last week we kind of had the uh or maybe it was two weeks ago we kind of had the uh the uh the, the the awakening the realization that and i think this was soul who said it that that could possibly be a placeholder for whatever they do in 20 years right it's really nothing and there's no mystery but i still think that is kalos or at least southern kalos what do you think drogan i can i 
butt in here really quick. I think that um, the Pokemon world as we know it so far is really pointing to um, that it is just like a, almost a one-to-one of the real world. Um, it's like yeah. like more and more as we keep seeing it, like with Kitakami now, it's like it's showing that this is all just this, almost exactly the same as our real world, just like slightly different. So it should all be in the same place. Anyway, Joe Green, answer his question. So that's, that's so that's where that's where I differ from Soul, and the reason why I differ from Soul on this is that I have I full disclosure. Obviously, I've looked at all the leaks already, so I yeah. know the decks of how of the land of Kitakome. Okay, I, I see the decks of it. You my, can talk about it because this my, is coming out after. So, right. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying everyone who saw the leaks already already saw the text. Yeah, you know? yeah. So the, the 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 point is is everything screams we're gonna be over in Johto, Kanto, Sinnoh, Hasui like area. My only problem is that in order for them to do this, they would have to build a whole new asset map and transport us away from Paldea, which means that when we open that map we're only going to see the land of Kitakame. Now, theoretically, if we open the map and see the land of Kitakame, you should see Johto and you should see Kanto right down from there, if you think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you're right. But the, re- the reason why I'm still kind of leaning towards it being the northeastern section of Paldea is when they did France, they only did the northeast corner of Kalos. So if they're going to come back to Southern Kalos, my question is when and why and for what reason? Because it would have to be something that would really make sense for the new. They're not going to do it in a new. Would they do it as a new generational game? Like, would they give us a new Southern Kalos as a generational game? They're not going to do Andorra. They made that pretty darn clear. So if they're not going to do that and they have this big blotted out asset in the game, just like they did with the Area Zero Crater area, they're using it for something. The only thing that keeps me from being 100% saying that that's not Kitakame is because of how Japanese-inspired it is. That's the only reason. But yeah. they're going to have... That's the, that's the actually a video that I have coming out at, at 12, literally today. Uh, it will be literally two days ago if you, when this airs, but... I'm talking about that. Like I'm specifically mentioning, are they going to divert finally and be like, all right, yes, Kalos is North, Paldea is South, but this is the area that separates it. Or are they really just going to be like, here's the land of Kitakame, but it's an island. And we don't know where it is, but we know it's somewhere in Kanto, Johto, you know, Sinnoh area. They have to answer it. The bottom line is, the, regardless of how we feel, whether we whether you're like it's over by Kanto Johto or it's over by Paldea Kalos, it has to be answered. Literally has no, to be answered. Doesn't. There's no question about. I wish that it had to be answered, but they don't have they they do this kind well, of crap no, all I the mean, time. No, they don't have to, but it but it would be a missed opportunity if they didn't. Let's say and that and sure. let's face it, we've yeah. been Pokemon fans for a long time. Pokemon is a great game, and it is also full of missed opportunities. <laughs> it's true. Where I, were my Megas and Brian Diamond Shining Pearl? <laughs> I I was yeah. with you a whole lot, Drogain, on on this being in the Northeast, and still to this day, I I agree that maybe um, what's the right word? Like uh, mechanically, it might be that spot in 
in the like game data it might be there like the the asset that they use that might be kitakami but actually being right. attached to paldea lore wise because of the leaks and what we've seen um with them just talking about you know ursa luna and all that going there and then like all of Asselin the as well yeah there's so much that points to it being in the japanese like pokemon right. world that it just has to it like basically has to be it's like 99 percent. but like i said it could be the asset is right there next to paldea um that that area though in if it's not that could end up being i don't know a future a future region if there's ever like a in Italy region, they could like stretch it because they they don't do like normal, yeah, like like gallers upside down. Yeah, they don't do normal things all the time. So like it's like they could stretch it and make it like this, or you know they could do a whole different. I don't think they'd ever do just a just South France region, but who knows? It's like could be a part two to Kalos. Um, you know, they could do something so, like. That. So can, can I add can I bring in a really crazy, crazy theory now with that? Sure. Do yeah. you guys? You guys remember, well, Lumi, you definitely will. You guys remember the um, Unovan anime where they, yeah. when they first showed Unova from the world map, like, yeah. and it was a big thing because people were like, that's the Pokemon world passable, right? If you yeah. go south map from Unova, right, directly south from that is like a region that looks like Paldea with a slither of land that's moving off of it. That then links to an Italian, an Italian-looking region as well. Like I'm not saying that was their their overall concept of this, but if they're gonna shake it up, that's this is when they're gonna do it. And the reason why I think they could still is just simply because they just didn't do Kalos DLC, and everybody was like, "It's gonna happen, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen," and then then it didn't happen. Then they did this, and it's like people aren't backlashing about it. They like it. They love it a lot. But it's also one of those things where eventually they're going to have to, I mean, they don't have to, as we discussed, but they're going to have to be like, all right, we got to shrink our world somehow. We got to give people an understanding. Like, how much longer are we going to keep going? Paldea is far away from Hoenn. Where? I don't know. But it's far away. But there's a whole bunch of in references in like you know the port city or whatever so it's like you know you have to you have to eventually for us lore buffs who are excited to see what a pokemon world map would look like you gotta you gotta shrink it somehow you gotta give us something in the future even if it's not right now they have to do it eventually and i think they are indeed working towards that because if soul's right and it is over by you know you know johto kanto and all that then just show us What's the problem? Like, I don't understand what the problem is. See, this show, it's right there, man. Like, I think the problem from their perspective, I, I, I'm with you. I wish that they would just show us, you know, because I'm, I mean, you know, we, we both do theories. We both do lore-related stuff. It, it would be a, uh, a godsend for us to get that kind of stuff. But I think the reason why is because, uh, you know, obviously Kitakami is not going to be region-sized, right? Like, it's not going to... What we will play will not be the size of the Paldea region or the Unova region, et cetera, et cetera. So I Correct, think the yeah. idea that way they can one day, they don't want to show all of the Tohoku region because they might one day use that for something else, whether that's another DLC, uh, you know, or, or 
even its own region and its own gen. I think it's just a thing of they don't want to have that space. They don't want to go ahead and mark the size of that space when they yeah. might one day reuse that asset. Uh, but I will yeah, also that's say a great too, point. I will they also don't want say, to limit themselves. You know, I I do truly believe the uh, one of the biggest things. You know, we said this like Jurgen, you were talking about. When people point to South Kalos DLC, this was one of the biggest contenders for it. And while obviously South Kalos didn't happen, I do think that it is still a huge point of Game Freak saying Kalos is up there. Is yeah. right yeah. near where that area is. You have three Dragon Trainers. They use a Gudra, a Dragalgy. Yeah, and they're a aware. Whether or not it's a hint right. at what's to come is di is a different conversation. Right. I don't think but it is. Still it might just be their way of, of going. Because they know that we're going to go. Paudea yeah. is Spain, and which they want means us to do that, that Kalos, which is France, should be right there. So it was, was at least say. their way of being like, hey, look, look we kind of did the thing. You know? And honestly, so think of it this, like this, guys. There's also, right, we're in a new era the last five years of maybe like four years where like we now will have DLC in our Pokemon games, right? This didn't exist before. Every game was a new was based on a new region, and then that was it, right? Maybe we got a couple additional areas, but it's all within the same region. I actually love to think about going into the future. Every new Pokemon game, yes, it's based on Spain, but then DLC could be based on Japan, or DLC could be based on the Azores, or a random island off the coast of Unova, right? Who knows? We get a Gen 10 region, let's say it's India, Let's say now the DLC is, I don't know, you go somewhere else, right? It's in South America. Who knows, right? I kind of like mm -hmm. that. I kind of like that a lot. Because uh, then, then the DLC... I don't love it too I don't, much. I don't have a problem with that. Oh, I love it. Because we're getting new areas of the Pokemon world. Too much. I think my biggest problem with it this generation was is that it, it's taking away from Paldea as a whole. Yeah. That's, that's how it will always be, though. As a... Yeah, as a region, Paldea itself, like I, I say this all the time too. When you think of Paldea, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? It's the crater. It's not yeah, the region. Definitely. It's really not. When you think of Kitsukame, makes me think of sandwiches. <laughs> well, yes, that too, of course. But my, my point never, to this is, is that that's also the downside of experimenting with your DLC. Like, you know, if we go back to like Generation Three, Fire Red and Leaf Green, they added the Sevi Islands to Kanto, yeah. but that made sense because of where they were basing their yeah. location off of. Yeah, you could have did. So a we've lot seen of enough Kanto. With... You give us something new. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, but, th but my point is, is that when they did show Kanto again, they did give us something in Fire Red and Leaf Green that was still relatively within the realm of that region. Correct. Now, while this stuff is interesting and I'm excited to go there. It does make me feel like, well, what about Paldea, though? Yeah. Like, what about it? And then also, you that know, a there's point. a lot of questions. They, there's still a lot of questions they need to they need to ask, you know, I mean, rather need to answer regarding how Terrestrial is able to move out of Paldea when we were told the whole game it can only be in Paldea. You know, yeah. so there's a whole bunch of things. Well, that from leaks, we might know the answer to that, like from yeah. the data mine leaks. That, that might get answered yes, in the steel mask. My, my, Right. But my, my point to this is, is that it's good to experiment, but you also don't want to alienate your original premise. Like if you're going to do a Spanish region, then do a Spanish region. Don't yeah. don't do a Spanish region, but then I, base it mainly on Area Zero and then peace out. 
I so, definitely, agree. So, I definitely agree because it yeah. takes away from from the Spanish region. Like, okay, we got Paldea. That was that one game, which is fine. We got we got it right. But if we're doing more in yeah. the same game, I just feel like why go back to like other things that we've seen before or new things when those new things could be. Um, focused on more in a new game like we could have had a whole region of kitakami in like gen 10 or yeah. the same thing with you know it, it's, it's just kind of like that it it would be better even, for me personally i can see people it's a uh, in a matter of opinion honestly i could see right, people like even, like it either or but or even more so to this kitakami could have really been dlc for legends arceus if you yeah. really think about it I mean, it kind like, of is it, in a way, isn't it? Yeah, in a way, that's what that's what Kitakame really feels like to me. It doesn't like when I associate Imagine Kitakame, if, if the it plan. is over where it is, it's more DLC to me to Legends Arceus than it would be to Scarlet and Violet. So the, logist- the only thing, the only connection is the fact that the characters and the Rastal that Ogrepan has, you know. Yeah, so I, I, but I agree with that, you guys. Like, if you took that stuff away and like, yeah, I agree with you guys, but I think this the, is from, interesting from a logistical perspective or like it, like if I'm, if I'm the one running game freak, if I'm the one, right. It's like, I would want to make the, the next yearly release, right. If it's a DLC seem as distinct as possible. Right. If they put out a DLC, that's like Paldea two, everyone's gonna be like, well, I got the first one. I'm not interested, but if you make it visually look based on a different region it's a different setting there's new pokemon right even the color palette is so different right we have red and what is i guess scarlet and violet are the colors and then the teal mask is green right it looks different it looks like a completely different product um and then when we go back to the indigo disc yeah that has its own branding but it's also i feel like that is i mean if i'm i don't know if i'm wrong but i feel like that's inspired by the azores right or an island off the coast of Paldea, right? I guess there's theories. Talking about saying, Blueberry Academy. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, no, I, I was just, I was just making yes. sure that I heard correctly. Yeah, I the second DLC. So you it's could, a. Yeah. You I don't can know make that an I argument for that. But the but the problem is with that argument is that, you know, yeah, okay, let's hypothetically say that it is in like the Mediterranean, where the uh, Blueberry Academies or whatnot or whatever. Fair enough. That's fine. But why is there Sunny Unovan references within with the Blueberry Academy? I'm like everywhere you turn around, it's more inspired by Unova than it yeah. is Haldia. Why there's there so many Gallo references? And, so, and, here's, and here's another counterpoint to that, real quick. Not to take away from what you're saying. What you're saying is, yeah, from a marketing standpoint, you want to attract a customer base that may have not purchased Scarlet and Violet or on the fence of purchasing Scarlet and Violet, yeah. but wants more from Scarlet and Violet. However, they did that with Galler, and they still kept it in the same area that Gala was based in and it worked perfectly fine for them. There That's were people point. that didn't like it, but it still worked perfectly fine. I mean, they're the high, they're the second highest selling games yeah. of all time franchise. Who so knows? It maybe it worked fine when we did it there. Yeah, so, maybe maybe they're thinking like let's bring Pokémon back to the roots where maybe they didn't make as much money off the DLC as they thought they would for Gen 8 and maybe they're like let's try bringing it back to the I roots. I don't think we have the numbers for that, so that's a good no. point. You know, maybe they maybe they're like, you know, Pokemon at its core is Japanese. Let's go to a Japanese inspired region. But I guess you could yeah, yeah. So I, I mean there's so much there's so much to what you guys are saying. Like I right off the bat, Dusty, like this could be Kitakami could be like leftover ideas from like uh Hisui. Like they probably were like, Should we put this should we make this into like a 
Legends Arceus DLC? Mm, probably not. So then they end up using that. Yeah. Some of those ideas. ideas for this. Um, yeah. It, 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 there's a lot to go over with all of that stuff. But what are some of your? Do you have other ideas? I did, but I just lost my train of thought. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, it was supposed to, play it to off be like a I was Pokemon cool. Snap area. Yeah, I was right. To play yeah. it off like I was. Oh, cool, let me, you know. let me, you and your Snap, man. Look, <laughs> I'll <laughs> take Detective Pikachu two over Pokemon Snap any day. Oh, get okay. out of here! I, I uh, would. Uh, no, snap, I Snap's better. That's an even L take. I can't agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I don't like the on railness of Pokemon Snap, man. It annoys me. I need to be in control of my game. Okay, that's true. I gotta, I gotta try it before I knock it. You do need to try it, Dusty. Yeah, I know. I look, You've told look, me. I, Dude, man, <laughs> man, shout out, I'll shout out to... I do enjoy it. I, 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 so... <laughs> um, I just don't like that I'm on rails. It feels like I'm on a roller coaster that I can't get off. I do like <laughs> the game, but it's like, if I want to get off the ride, I want to get off the ride, man. Right. Like, come on. So, Dro yeah, so no, Drogan... Shout out to Jordan Pollock, because me talking about Snap on this uh, podcast... Literally, I got a Twitter uh, DM from him last week that was like, you convinced me I bought Pokemon Snap. And I was like, yes! <laughs> you got one. I'm just you happy someone was it's convinced. out of here. Yeah, he's propagandizing. Pokemon Snap, show. if you want to sponsor me, that'd be freaking dope, man. That would You're be sponsoring him. They can't him. sponsor you. It's a game. It can't just be the company itself, Lumi. Anyone can sponsor you if you believe, That's Drogan. not how sponsors work, Lumi. It's the <laughs> imagination Any, theory. It works any way you want if you can dream, Drogan. <laughs> all right, Drogan. Right, well. Drogan, we totally bypassed the speed round question. We do this with all of our new guests. Yes, uh, Drogan, we want to know what is your hidden power type? Sorry, what is your type? And then also, what is your hidden power type? I've been waiting to do this for a long time. This is exciting. So I'm a dual type. I think it's pretty obvious that I'm a dual okay. type. Um, everyone who watches my channel knows that Ghost is definitely going to be one of them. Uh, but the one that I haven't talked about that that pans out the dual type is I would be Fire. To be Fire Ooh. and Ghost. So what Pokemon would you uh, represent? Would you use to represent that typing? Chandelure, Skeladurge, Typhlosion. It's a Lolan Marowak. Oh yeah, That's a good one. That's a good one. All the design. And dude, and, and it's got the helmet that you wear. Exactly. See, you're catching Love on. Love well, it's that. not really a helmet, it's a skull, but I'll take it. You know, you're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. has a helmet. It's kind of a helmet. He does. I, I and like it's him. purple. Drogain, it should be Cerulean. And it's ghost fire. <laughs> I forgot. You know, it's funny. I like him, but I still think Armorouge is better, which pisses me off. Oh, because come I on. Armorouge is it better. It is better, man. Armorouge is a little bit better, man. It's not. It's and brighter. And the is even cool, too. And I like bright Pokemon. What about your hidden power type? Yeah. Hidden power type is actually fighting so hmm. definitely would be fighting okay so. that's cool i like that all right what are your top six favorite pokemon this is your dream team oh man so i mean it's already kind of displayed for those that are on my channel but i um i would i would have psyduck psyduck wasn't one initially but as i got older i started to develop headaches and i've been sympathetic to psyduck <laughs> so for that reason um, Psyduck is definitely one. Um, Dragapult is, I, one thing about me, as I will say, is that I was kind of waning off a lot of designs of Pokemon in around like the gen six era, but gen seven, gen eight, gen nine, they're just, their designs have been phenomenal lately. Uh, mm -hmm. Dragapult was one of those that just hit me at the right time where I was like, yo, that thing is amazing. Definitely, definitely that one. 
Um, then after that would come an Inteleon. Inteleon is another one where at first I looked at it like everybody else and I was like, I hate this thing. But the more I played with it in Gen uh, Gen 8, especially when I got the shiny one and I was doing a lot of competitive and I did the tower mastery and all that. Cool. Um, I loved how it like did those slow moves and it would shoot you. It was like it had no no like care in the world about basically taking you out. I really enjoyed that about that Pokemon. Man, um, and then do you have any... Go ahead. Soul loves Inteleon. Uh, he hasn't said one thing. Inteleon's that, great. That's not what he told me. What? <laughs> oh, I thought oh, you loved that, Soul. I do. Definitely. Yeah. Another one that's interesting, I don't see a lot of people give a lot of love to, is uh, Miss Magus, Miss Magius. I never say that thing's name right, even though it's one of my favorites, but... Um, I I like that Pokemon quite a bit because I like it's shiny. I like the fact that it has that yellow to it. Um, and it's also a little bit of an interesting one to play with through the main story. It's terrible and competitive, but in the main story, it's interesting because it could be utilized a lot as like a utility mod and like Nuzlocke and stuff. So that thing's fun to use. Uh, but then obviously we're getting down to my top two. Um, mm. I've loved Gengar ever since I was a kid. Um, I was That was the first Pokemon that I was like that's my favorite pokemon of all time like i i can't i cannot deviate from it i know it's gotten like a lot of forms and love to death over the years but it's like my charizard i absolutely just love it is gengar iconic. is amazing gengar uh, is one of those po pokemon that are like so iconic right it i feel really like is. if there's like five gen 1 pokemon gengar is up there and and i got to say dude you got to you got to you got a gengar in Pokemon Sleep, that's pretty epic. I got a, I got a shiny one. Uh, oh, that's shiny? No, no, I had just caught a shiny. Well, I guess you don't catch them in sleep, but I just fed him. <laughs> you give him biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny? What I don't game? know if this game is stalking me or what, but my <laughs> oh, first yeah. shiny was a shiny was a shiny Psyduck, and then now that's it's sick. a shiny Gastly. So I feel like it's like looking at my stuff and then just giving me the shinies that I want. That's awesome. But overall, I got a jiggly the final. My final favorite Pokemon of all time. It is my favorite Pokemon. has been since Generation 4, which is why I'm going to smite you guys with Thousand Flames for your Gen 4 tier list. Is, uh, <laughs> right right when you said Gen is, 4, uh, I was like, oh boy. Is, uh, Garatina. Garatina yeah. is by That's a far good one, though. That's a good one. OG Ghost Dragon Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, I like its personality. I, I like how it just doesn't want to be you know, involved in the system of things that it's in. I like its rebelliousness, so I, I, I roll with that. Love it. So if you notice, uh, I think I'm probably the first guest on your entire list that all ghost types are my six favorite Pokemon. I like, like I that. Have a whole you have, ghost. Going that. You have well, a exception of Psyduck, Psyduck and Intellion isn't ghost. Oh, that's true. Terraform. Tarot types, my friend. <laughs> you can only tear <laughs> one of them. You can only tear one of them. <laughs> He knows something. No, I can do what I want. I can do what I want. I can dream, can I? Remember? Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. You're getting it, Drogane. <laughs> you You're dream. doing it. Imagination. I do feel like Inteleon yeah. could have been a ghost type. Easily. It should have been Water Ghost. Yeah. That okay, Drogane, cool. what is your favorite Pokemon game? It's a tough one. Favorite it, Pokemon game of all time? Of so, all yeah. time. This is, this is fun. funny because... I hated Gen 3 when it came out. Like, Ruby and Sapphire and Emerald. I am not the biggest fan of those games at all. Like, you I don't, don't like, like Emerald? Pokemon in those. 
Okay. Emerald's okay, but it's only because of the battle tower. I mean, the battlefront here. That's really about it. Like, everything yeah. else is just... Yeah, it's, it's okay. Like, I'm against it. But Oris, um, Omega Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire, they they are my favorite ones of all time. They are my favorite Pokemon games. Um, it's, I'm desperately in need of a this, new it, playthrough. My my particular reason for this is, is very simple. Um, it was the first game lore-wise to introduce the concept of the multiverse of Pokemon. That, yeah. It's now canon. Um, Megas were all included. All the Pokemon up until that point were in the game. Mm-hmm. And you had the ability to fly around on a Latias, I think it was, or Latios, whatever whatever one you and got. the version. Um, you, you were still able to like get a lot of the legendaries in the game. There was a lot of like additions to the game that they changed around. But the Delta episode, being the way that it was, a lot of people really overlooked the Delta episode and how it brings together a lot of things I never see, you know, original cuts of Gen 5 to Gen 1 again because that universe was destroyed by the meteor that they transported out of, you know, that realm. There was an original timeline where that meteor went to that timeline and destroyed Hoenn and the rest of that that, that timeline. So it essentially... It essentially was a metaphor for saying, hey, that timeline is destroyed and now we live in the megaverse. Like, that's mm. literally what they were doing. The megaverse. I just, I love that. I love that game. Yeah. I, yeah. I do. I did. What stands out to me about that game when they introduced the multiverse, I remember so much, or the megaverse, or what, yeah. The, oh. they, basic, they basically canonized that every single playthrough of a Pokemon game and every single version of a playthrough of a version of a game is its own universe and its own dimension. And that's why you can stack, right? You can trade up all your Mewtwo, even though there should really only be one of them, you know? So mm-hmm. I that that totally I, I'm totally on board with that. I think that is really cool. Um what yeah, I don't know. So man, that is cool. I, I gotta play Oras one more time. I, it's been too long. I watched I watched uh, our buddy Gator X play it and I'm like so jealous. I'm so jealous. Even the Wally fight was epic, man. And Wally can't really be epic in any form. Okay. It's true. What holds me back, what holds me back from playing it, I think, is the fact that the battles are those like it's the it's the three DS three D battles. I just it's I good. it looks good though. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I like it. I know what he's talking about. The UI is slower. That's what it is. You you slower, have expressed I, several times that you love your Game Boy Advance UI quick speed sixty frames per second play. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. I also just like the sprites in those those animations. Um, but let's move into... Really? So we, I didn't know that about you, Dusty. I do. Yes, I do. I want those games back on the Switch or the Switch 2. Uh, Drogain. We have had a lot of rumors over the last two months throughout the summer about a Gen 5 remake. We touched on it a little bit. I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, about what almost you would anticipate from a Gen 5... You know, we're calling it a Gen 5 remake. It sounds like it's going to be some sort of Gen 5, a return to Unova from a different perspective, a di- maybe a, possibly a different timeline, uh, different gameplay. It doesn't necessarily need to be in the Gen 9 engine. Uh, what Do you have any expectations for what this game could be? I mean, obviously, we have no confirmation from the Pokemon Company or Game Freak or anything. This is really just in the rumor mill. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting about this is when this came out, everybody was like, I think it should be like this, or I think it will be like this. And it's like, well, we don't really know yet, um, but we... But what I will say is we can't go by patterns anymore because initially, if this was like pre-Gen 8, I would say, 
oh, they're going to tie it into the paradox phenomenon somehow. It's going to have some time to Haldia somehow or whatnot or whatever. But with Gen 8 and what they did with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Like they could they could clear cut do several different things. So one thing that I talked about on my channel was I talked about the fact that they could do Ilka remakes of black one, you know, the original black and white, black and white two, and then put those out first. And then the final game on Switch ends up being some form of like, I wouldn't say a black and white three, but just kind of like a reimagining of Unova as a whole. Yeah. Um, but but it, what would that actually look like? Because if they're going to try to keep it tied into Gen 9, then obviously everyone and their grandmothers already talked about this is the Opal yeah. of the City thing with the past and future, you know, could play a role in it. Um, but again, who is the villain? Yeah. You're going to bring there... back Gexus? Are you not going to bring back Gexus? Um, now it there could be his an like ancestor or something, right? I, I love. So that, that is what I did did point out. There's an interesting story about um, Gexus. Gexus is based off of some Irish folklore character who has a grandson that ultimately puts out his eye. Okay, that would now, be now Gexus. Yeah, Gexus is supposed to be like a, you know, deformed in some way. A lot of people believe, or hurt in some way. Um, and his name, as I pointed out before is actually his full name is Jesus harmonious Gropus. Yes. You know? Um, so I had made a video. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit cause I, it was pretty long, but the gist of it is, is that in the abyssal ruins, the, the final character that's shown there, that's fighting against the King is supposedly an ancestor of Gexus of some kind. Yeah. Um, so it would be very interesting if they decided to do instead of, Go forward with black and white three or something. Go backwards and explore certain stories in Unova that really don't have an answer to. Yeah. Like the yeah, ruins. I mean, obviously there's people that would Almost say like I a want prequel. a prequel. Yeah, like I want a Legends game. I'm like, I don't know if that's gonna happen because Legends was an experiment. Yeah, I think that listen they didn't know how it was gonna be yet. I, you know, I like, think when people say they want a Legends game, it's really just a far cry for the. It's it's people saying I want a game that's polished and concise and focused. And I think people also like the, the those action elements of yeah. the game. Right? I was about to say people really be like anything. being like murdered by a nursery. Yeah, but right? see, there's a lot you can do with that though, because the thing is, is like if you go backwards in the past, you know what's established in the future. Yeah. So that's why a lot of franchises, they'll do prequels or a prequel trilogy. Star Wars did this. You mentioned Star Wars. Yeah. The reason why they were so successful is because the universe is already set up ahead of it. Yeah. You know, so you can go back now and explore these lore answers that are unexplained. Like, for example, the Abyssal Ruins or the original Dragon storyline or the War of the Twin Heroes or the war that the um, Legends of the, the Swords of Justice were involved in, the For fire real. that that yeah. You can go back and explore, you know, a continuation of where these characters from Hisui came from and how they ended up from Hisui to Unova or vice versa. Like, there's a lot of things you can do with a past Unova game, a future Unova game, or a modern-day Unova game. That's where I'm kind of iffy on, because it's like, that's what Black and White 2 was. Mm. It was a continuation of Unova, you know? Yeah. You, there is story beats you can do. But to make an entire game on it, it would have to have a new storyline that propels it. So either they have that in mind or they're going to 
probably experiment with something more in in a prequel sense. I would think. Yeah, the um, the only downside with the prequel is yes, you've listed all the reasons why a prequel would be good, but the the only downside would that be would be that we would know how it ends almost, right? Or they'd have to make a good enough story, which they've proven. They I mean, can they kind of did though with Gen Five story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Gen Five story was incredible. Yeah, because yeah. if if they go forward, well, I was thinking like uh, even the Hisui game, right? Like like we had a whole contained story that was a prequel to Sinnoh, but all we didn't know anything. There were so many twists and, and it's turns. A prequel and a sequel, actually. Yeah, exactly. Because because it takes place it in the, it, it starts begins, in the future. It begins at the end of your adventure in Sinnoh. When mm-hmm. Lumi first told me that, my mind was blown. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It is. It literally is a sequel. It's a uh, circle. A circle, yeah. <laughs> right, which okay. which here's the thing. We don't know the ramifications of what Legends did when those events end. For all we know, that yeah. could have changed that timeline. Yeah. So the overall synopsis of what Unova could be, and, you know, yeah. I'm sure many people would like the concept of, like, if they did put a old spin on Unova, you can have characters from Legends Arceus show up in that game. Like, for example, Volo. Everybody mm-hmm. loves Volo. You can oh, yeah. have him. If there's another Legends, and he would definitely show up in it, I'm just saying. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, I meant they to say earlier. Back of it. I mean, this is a point that's not even that important. But you had said earlier that you're like, why does Volo look European and not Japanese? And it's because he's a traveler, right? That's what I was gonna say earlier. Right. Well, my my original <laughs> idea was just an hour an hour ago. <laughs> well, well, what I'm saying, my original idea on that concept was that the Celestica people actually come from an inspired region of Greek and Roman rather than Japanese. Exactly. That's my. It does make thing. sense too. So. Which is, I, which is not far-fetched because if you're up in your lore and history and war, Greek and Romans expanded, you know, yeah, west yeah. or rather eastward for a long time. Alexander the Great didn't lose until he went to Asia. Like, mm-hmm. once he got to Asia, he got pushed back, and that's how his empire crumbled, you know? so Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing about this topic, I don't know if you guys all saw, but what Ku replied to Lumi last night kind of shook me. No... Listen, I know. No, I'm okay. I know. Let me let it me pull shook it up. My faith in this, in no. this whole it shook thing. My faith. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know anymore, and I felt bad because the last time we talked to um Jake from a uh, game explain, I was like, I'm like, really shows like it's no happening. <laughs> I'm like, it's it's gonna happen. And can now can you like, explain it for listeners? Can you explain? Uh, what, okay, so this is what I'll I explain. I noticed change. yesterday that Koo was uh, Koo was Koo was being cheeky. Koo was answering questions that kind of gave us some stuff because someone asked him uh, like about Paradox Entei and Paradox Terrakion, and he like described what he thought of them. Which you know, I guess we should touch on that real quick. He did say Paradox Entei was really boring, and Paradox obviously this is all subjective, and Paradox Terrakion was outstanding compared to the other two. Um, but I said on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for Unova games next year? And he said, What are you talking about? Yeah, I Listen. like how he just was like, Yo, shut your mouth. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> okay, so this is what I <laughs> That's think. That's how I read okay. it. That's how I read it. This is this is what I think. I think that this post that he posted is uh it's cheeky because it seems like it's about uh, like a future Unova game, but really it's just about masters. And I think that's what he means when he's like, what are you talking oh, about? No. You understand what I'm oh, saying? No, because no. He's, he's about masters and he's not really trying to hint anything. I don't think. Yeah. Usually when Ku wants to hint something, 
it'll be like that's he'll depressing if that's true you know what i'm saying yeah he'll say it he'll be like so what do you think about this what is, what about this or, or so i think that possibly that that's what he's saying like what are you talking about with this post like this has nothing to do with next yeah. year's team yeah, he, um, and he also put the emoji. He's trying to be funny. He's making this face like I don't know if he's trying about? to be funny because he doesn't. No, really troll Louis, that I like much. I like how you took one for the team. Though, he doesn't buddy. troll. No, he thank you, Louis. thank you. I I really I'm a hero. You are, Lumi. I did. This was like Lumi. Lumi was coming out there, banners flying. He was like, "Hey guys, how do you feel about this?" And Ku was like, "Shut up." But, um, <laughs> I did not. Zip I did it. not want to post Zip anything. It. I I thought about it too. I looked at this and what he says underneath. Um. If you look at the comment right underneath Dusty, I think like no up 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 up. Um, click on his. Like, Ku said, "Got us a victory," and oh, he that is Pokemon the Masters. Follow up tweet. His yeah. follow up tweet to this. Yeah. He said, we'll, "Who will who be will the be protagonist?" The... So I'm like, okay, he's not talking about Masters here. Why would he say that? Who will be the protagonist? Right. But that's why I but, commented this under that. Right. A lot of people thought that. Oh, this is like something. That has to do with next year's game but mm. in the back of my mind i'm like no no this is about masters i don't think that this is about anything actually what if that's a genuine question what if that's a genuine question what if he's actually saying who would be the protagonist because honestly that's a good point who would be the protagonist of a univa game who would it be know. he might well, be I, I which, just one had, you, which one do you did you, do you mean the mascot lumi I, I like the idea. This is just an idea. Um, obviously, I don't have any insider info. But Lumi, what soul? I didn't hear you. If we you, have a, what did you comment under? Like, was it to his? He said I commented uh, under the picture of the um, girls, and he put goddess of victory. But you didn't. Then, com- yeah, so you didn't directly uh, respond to his other comment, which could have uh, been. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so- I guess I could see that. What if mm. in the Unova game, right? What if, what if that's the first? What game? Unova game? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> if we Bro. get a Unova game, if we get a Unova game, what if you get to choose between four protagonists, right, to choose from? Coming from? <laughs> because there's four protagonists in the Unova that's games. That's the fan oh, okay. logic right here. This is not happening, right? There's there's the two the two main characters, male and female, in black and white, and then the two. In black two, white two. What if there's like versions of all four of those, and then the, the, you basically be like, it's like it's like what character do you want to play as? And it doesn't really change. I mean, to a, be fair, they that would be an RPG same. thing. They do. I mean, I think I'm, all the all the protagonists look the same. Or it's something to do less, with paradoxes. Yeah, I'm I'm less thinking about that right now, and I'm more thinking about don't um get ahead of ourselves and just oh, think on. that you know that there's a unova game next year like honestly so you've been that, saying there's gonna be one i know, I know. But he, he told jake he's like jake easy dude jake jake's gonna be mad sometimes we're gonna have to get jake change, back bro. on here to jake's have like jake's gonna get fired from game explained because of us <laughs> <laughs> no but, but but honestly though like everything is not confirmed until it's confirmed. All right. Yeah, like, that's fair. Who, and, that, and, that's, out, and that's actually a true point that we really is. have to think about too. It's fun. It's fun to speculate, but to be honest, we won't know until Pokemon Day 2024. Or that's really he, what's going to. Or if he outright here. says it, though, I do trust him if he outright says it. But he has yeah. never outright said that there's a Unova game coming next year. He's just like hinted at Unova stuff. The yeah, whole time. like he's he said, what would be your wish list for next year? 
and it was Unova related games. But again, not saying that it would be. And then he did say that Drayton would hold the key to the next game. Yeah. Which so that it could mean be that it's a Unova game, right? It could yeah, be a I mean, region. It could be sending Jodo. So, I mean, uh, yeah, right. it could be a, it could be a region that's like next to Unova, and then the post game is Unova. It could be it's, like the Jodo. Dusty, setup. it's your New England region. That's what I'm saying. Like it could well, be no, Boston. No, but think about this for a second, though. There is something that's interesting with the concept of that. That you know, Drayton could hold the key to the Lord because what if he's just speaking in general that it's not going to be Unova, but it's going to be another place inspired off America, yeah. like California. You know, totally. That, could, that could actually be something. That yeah, actually be something. The problem is, is that it's not a new and, generation. Yeah, I was about so. to say, but it wouldn't be a new generation. Yeah, but, but who problem. knows though? Unless, unless who they take knows? You off, you know? they've been doing unless all kinds of crazy off. new stuff. Because yeah. that's a great point. It really could be a new region, but still within Generation Nine, because mm-hmm. we're see we're seeing that with the DLC with Kitakami. That's a new region. We saw it exactly. in we saw it in Gen Eight. Hisui was a new region, right? Um, yep. For all intents and purposes, new starters, new everything, right? In this region, Poltergeist is your starter. Yeah. God, Listen, no. it's, what if it's a lookalike region? <laughs> no. No. Actually, that's I really It's I really all like lookalikes. The There's not a single old Pokemon in it. It's all, here's a lookalike of Weedle. Here's a lookalike of I actually of really like the idea of a lookalike region. It's like rebooting. I kind of yeah. like that a lot. But it's like new. It's different. Unova, in a way, Unova it was it, yeah. your lookalike yeah. region. You're right. You're right. And anyway, everybody it's... hated it when it first came out. That's yeah. a cool idea. That's a really cool idea. If we got like, uh, like just a neighboring region to Unova, so there's all there... these references to Unova, but it's not Unova. It's like based on like Philadelphia, it's California. That'd be insane. That would be wild. That would be cool. I'm telling you, I, I when I saw Arch Ludon, whatever the heck that thing's called, I thought of like San Francisco or wherever yeah. that bridge, the Golden State Bridge, whatever the heck it's called. Oh, it looked more like the yeah, uh, San Francisco the Manhattan Bridge, but it's definitely the Manhattan. Uh, it kind of looks like know, the, the bridge it, from Portsmouth we to Maine. COVID mindset, but you have to think about it from this perspective. In order to do a region on America as a whole, like you know how many regions you'd have to make. Yeah, yeah like, of course. This is a very big country. Utah you know, region. Pokemon Gen deals 10. with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Pokemon <sighs> deals with generations like, you know, like Paldea, Kalos, you know, Galar. Those are very simple things to like, well, boom, yeah. here's a map. But America is like, I mean, they did, they did America, a whole generation just on Hawaii. New York. Yeah, and you know? just on New York. Yeah. So that's why I'm that saying. That could be it. Maybe oof. California and Arizona. Fine for that. Yeah, that's but, true. Crazy. Oh man, that's honestly kind of cool. Because it's like, what if we're all wrong in the next gen? See, I also think there's like a blur. Like, I don't think generations are as important anymore. I think. I, think, I mean, they were never things really to Game Freak. It's no. just a fan made concept that yeah. they kind of like adapted a little bit. So, so I and they, they're twist. continuing to blur that plot yeah. twist. I said the Unova Games next year. It's Unova DLC. For Scarlet and Violet. Dude, I have, and that's I have, why I was like, literally have that as like a maybe. written down topic for a tweet that I'm gonna do. I'm just like, what if it's just more Scarlet and Violet DLC, but it's in Unova still? That like, means my it. original video that dropped when the Scarlet and Violet dropped, like that was right because my original thing was we're gonna get four DLCs. Never second really cool. guess yourself, Dusty. I always second guess myself. I don't think we're getting I'm, four I'm not DLCs. Against it. If they do no, a DLC next year, it'll be three. Buy one more then, you know. Well, good. Damn. I'll post about it. You guys just that sounds fun. So, Drogain, <laughs> we also want to know just like I mean, uh, just a continuation of this topic. How like 
you know, I'm always talking about the future of Pokemon. What do you think is the next, like, what do you think we can expect from Gen 10 or, or maybe just the, the rest of Generation 9? Well, I think they need to reassess some things before they start getting ahead of themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, from a design perspective, they hit a wall. And I, what I mean is the release of Scarlet and Violet was not good. It just wasn't for a lot of people. I didn't have any problems because I actually got the games late. I didn't bother getting them until a week later because um, I knew bugs were going to be there. And I'm like, I don't feel like playing through that. So I'll wait. Yeah. Um, so love bug Pokemon. Yeah, but bug. That's Pokemon why he loves and Scarlet and Violet. Two different things. Okay, yeah, not like, to Soul. Soul likes both. <laughs> well, I mean that, and that's fine, and that's good because you know you can enjoy the experiences that way, falling through the map until an endless void of abyss that you can never get back from. But I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the, uh... the point is, the point is, is that I really honestly think they don't need to do anything at the end of next year. I don't. I, I think. I think they, they really to. what they need to do. <laughs> they don't need to. They will. Yep. No, they will, but I'm saying if they were smart, they would just be like, screw it, we're going to take the year off. Yeah, Drogan's so logical. Every time he's, like, speaking truth, it's like, well, but it's Game Freak. Honestly, what? though, yeah. if they did DLC, if they did DLC, that would take, you know, that, I mean, it, it's still more work, but it's not the work of a new game. Yeah. But but as far as Gen 10 goes, that that's actually dependent on what Nintendo is doing. Um, because by now, um, if the Switch 2 or whatever their next console is going to be that's coming out next year, all their third-party and first-party developers already have the kits for those games. The development kits are already sent out to all those studios. Truth. So they know the exact specs of the console. They know what they're making a game for. They know how much power it has, how much memory is stored, all that stuff. They know that. So the question then falls back to Game Freak. What kind of game are they going to make? Are they going to go back to doing open world again? Or are they going to go back to a more linear based game. I just go think they need to, to continue to diversify like who's producing these games. Right? Have so, someone have so someone make a BDSP, have someone make a 2D game that's in the you know a new it's a new gen. Have someone make a an, an action RPG, have someone make a main series. But they're so separate companies. I, I like uh I just I just worked with uh Mystic Umbreon not that long ago. Shout out to Mystic if he's listening. Yeah. Um, we came up with something that I think would work perfectly going forward people like legends the way legends was set up and people like you know the more linear old school style of pokemon so what if you do a, a game it doesn't have to be legends where it's like pocket open world where you have those big open spaces and you could advance and expand that way and one that's like your your side game of energy every generation and then the other game is if you do open world or you do linear based you take your time on it to where you can actually craft some things that people are missing. Like, you know, going back to Gen 5, the routes were the best in the series. And I'm not even a big Gen 5 stan. Like, I'm yeah. not. I, I, I like Gen 5. It's not my favorite generation, obviously. But what they did well with 2D Pokemon is something that's absent in 3D is the exploration feels a lot more shallow. Like, when I went through the cave... Yeah, and part of that is because it's 3D. Yeah, Right, There's, but, the, but no, but I mean, even the reward for exploration is not there. That's like fair. in shooting, it, it's there. You Soul, know? Soul, you made a post on Twitter highlighting the magic of discovering a standalone overworld Pokemon encounter in a random cave. That is the that you're totally right. That that is one of the coolest things 
uh, about a Pokemon game, whether it's Snorlax, Lapras, only on a Friday, right? Whether it's Volcarona, like those are the cool things, and I would Earth love Loon to see only on a Friday. It sounds like Ursaluna is going to be that, right? So they should I, do it more. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so cool. Drogain, great point. Yeah, and you know, like even Gen Five also did things like seasons. You know, if you're going to give me an open world Pokemon game, let the life of yeah. it last long. Have give it me, be a little bit more give dynamic. Me fall give me a winter season. Give me a spring season. Give me, give me a reason to re-explore your open world. Right now, I spend all my time literally on the top of Glacido Mountain. Yeah. When I play that game, I'm always up there, and the reason why is because <laughs> why? You, you can look over. <laughs> no, there's an actual reason why. You can look over the map and you can see all these cool locations. I'm like, oh man, I really want to go there. And then I yeah. go there, I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah. All I right. travel. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing here. There's nothing yeah, else man. for me to do. I do agree know? with that yeah. about yeah. Paldea. It's just like, what's going on? Yeah. It's, it's not a whole the, lot going on. There were there were a lot of cave systems that I did get lost in, which I enjoyed quite a bit. Um, so any if if they give us more of that, I, I think I'd be happy. I dude, the, best the fact that you can't even go into buildings, I forgot you can't do that. Spectrum. Yeah, you can go into a sandwich shop and that's like it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and that's and that's another thing. Open world Pokemon. I'm a lore guy. When I play RPG games, I know competitive is and it is in the background. If I want that experience, I'll go for it. It's fine. I've done it before. But if I'm playing an open world RPG and I go into Lavencia, or whatever the heck that place is called, um, I want more than just to be like, oh, it's a Twitch streamer. Yeah, you know, I, I need I need something else. Like, for example, that real estate agency that's like looming over that city. Yeah. How cool would that have been if there would have been more lore about them, about how they were like some sort of evil shadowy organization? If you could go in there, so yeah, read random you know, documents, talk to the scientists. Yeah, like there's nothing there. I like, love that. I go, back to, I go back to regions that people say are shallow, like Kanto, but and, you know, Kanto is shallow. But think about this for a second. You have Cinnabar Island where you learn yeah. about the Mewtwo story. There's none of that, literally none of that, in Paldea. It's in Area Zero, and it's, but in it's the, not in Paldea. And it's at it's the not Academy. And they've got all those ruins and watchtowers around Paldea. It would have been so easy to like, wait, there's a book here. It says, and like, you know, yeah. You yeah. told me the story of the Paldean Emperor, but gave me no no idea who their enemy was. You you yeah. didn't tell me who he raided and pillaged and stole stuff from. I have to come up to my own devices. You know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. If you have an open world game, I should be able to find pieces of lore and be rewarded for that exploration. And it's not there. So if they're going to go forward with that in Generation 10, that's something they need to look into. They need to look into giving side quests. You know, mm -hmm. they need to look into doing stuff like they did it with legends arceus what the heck happened with scarlet and violet like i don't understand you gave well, in me fairness those were developed Arceus. about alongside each other so it's it's not like there was right. a ton from legends that they could have brought to scarlet and violet yeah no but the point is is that you're in the same studio together share ideas yeah like yeah. you know you know bring that over to scarlet and violet you know like jubilee village in legends arceus has more lore in it than any city in paldea Flat out, like yeah. more character development than any place in Paldea, with the exception lot, yeah. of areas. You know, Gen Five remakes are coming. Maybe. Uh, what are you talking actually, about? Actually, I'm I'm glad that you brought that back up. Not to go get off topic again. I just want to say one more thing before we wrap up. I was just thinking about it when after we talked about it. So I went to go look at Ku's um, tweet about Drayton being the key. 
because I had this idea. So he says, one of them grasped the key of the lore, not Lacey. And it's a big spoiler for the next game after Sudachi. Okay, yeah. Okay. He never specifies a time. And I just got this idea. Yeah, that next game after. What, um... if, what if there is no game next year? Right. The no, there will game. be a game. But dude, what, what if there isn't an, a game next year? And what are we going to make videos about? Next, I know it's going to kill my life, but I'm just saying he never says in any place that I've seen he really there's didn't, a no. game coming next year. And one thing that Lumi specifically pointed out, he said – Unova Games what, next year. Yeah, you said Unova Games next year, and you're like, he's like, what are you talking about? Because maybe the next game is not coming out next year. The problem is that in this one, he's saying it's a big spoiler for the next game after Sudachi, which is the DLC, so it has to be after this, but – we don't know how long that time frame is going to be. Ooh. Well, so, like that. that's, that's a hard one to take. That's, man. that's, that's, a, that's a unless tall, tall, next, tall as soul. No, unless next year. Listen, no, this is it how it's going to work. Sense from a marketing perspective as well, because if they're releasing a new console at the same time, they, I don't think this new console right. for Nintendo is going to drop. It's probably going to drop in March, like they did with the original Switch. Yeah, but then so they can give us they can give us too. ports of of the Gen Five games. I mean, they're they're gonna gonna be, it's not happening. <laughs> Listen, quote me now. Like, 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 hear me now. Quote me later. If they give you any ports, it's going to be locked behind the Nintendo subscription. No. That's why they haven't done it. No, I, I think, I think it honestly, it might, it might be worse than that. Like, it might be like you go to um, Walmart and you will have to buy like a, a Switch game that is a. How is that do bad? That yeah, that's a bad. I love that. Then I get a physical. I love that. If I get a yeah. physical that's copy, that's the best okay, case scenario. The best Listen, how long have we been in the Switch era? What's the one port they gave us? BDSP for this era. <laughs> Nothing. They gave us no ports. I'll tell you why. They gave us Pokemon Puzzle League. That's true. And Stadium. And, and Stadium where are, too. And where are they? Nintendo what Switch Online. Really? No, no, no. I, I, I believe the opposite. I think they haven't given us ports yet because. Game Freak wants to just put them out, and the Pokemon Company wants to just put them out themselves. They don't want it to be tied to the Nintendo Switch Online. That's why mm -hmm. we but haven't got Just like when we got the virtual console game yeah. for Yellow and them. Yeah. You see, you have to understand, with, with, with Nintendo being the publisher, they want kickback from this sale. So their mindset is, if it's on their GBA service, their Nintendo service, through the Nintendo subscription, they're going to benefit the most from you getting those ports. So they're not going to agree to that deal with Pokemon simply because they want you to have the subscription. They make more money off yeah, subscription. I would, yeah, that's sales. true. I would say the Pokemon company is the is like, we know the value, though, and we don't want to just give it out as a subscription service. You're, They'll buy you're it. Well, very another thing, too, is for so you to much. connect that's, to well, that's like they, Dusty. If they've you done that in the past. To, Dusty, if, if they did do Gym 5, uh, rem or not remakes, but ports, um, and you and I wanted to trade. I've got a girder. You've got a boulder. We want them to evolve. We would, because we're not local, we're in different parts of the U.S., we would need to get a Nintendo subscription to connect to the internet and be able to trade with these games. So it would still be a push for Nintendo subscriptions. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, that's how I'm seeing it, maybe. 
I think this has been a good episode. Oh, man. I, I think we solved something here. It's not a hidden power episode. Saying, we solved something. They could. They could. Pokemon title next year. It's not a main series game, though. It's like a mystery dungeon or something. That's not going to be November. 100% we would get Pokemon stuff next year. Like, right. Let's say if they do Pokemon Day, they're going to release a mythical. They're going to mm-hmm. do like, oh, and you're getting ports of Gens 1 through 3 this year on Nintendo. Yeah, every whatever. other month you get a new game. That would do. Maybe, that would hold me over for a year. Maybe they release a new uh, spinoff game that really nobody cares about. And then they do maybe a, like what you guys are talking about, like a release of a Gen 5, like oh. just literally a port. And that's it. Yep. What what are the odds that we're looking at a legend situation where we do get it would be. the Unova games announced in February, but it releases January twenty twenty five. So it's not I next year. Bro, I could totally see that happening. And then you have you have Gen ten also in twenty so it's like the same thing as Legends where they have the Legends team working on Unova and the yeah. uh Jin's team working on Gen 10. I mean, for me, I I would love that. I don't care if it comes out in January of 2020. Yeah, yeah, that's practically yeah, it's two months later than it would. So yeah, I'm fine that, with that that was like not a big enough amount yeah. of time for me to care at all. If it was like all the way until next November after that, like 2025 right. November, and I'm right. I'm like shook. But <laughs> I just um, want them to announce it next year, so I because the announcement is just as exciting as yeah, like totally, the game totally. itself, like the hype cycle. So I just want that next year. But they can release it in January. They can release it in March of twenty twenty five. Just announce it next year. Yeah, this is all speculation, of course, off of this. Yeah, but yeah. I can see it being a legends, especially because when I first saw that cool tweet of the Victini, I was like, dude, is he saying it's gonna be like a legends Victini? Like, is that what it? I know. I did think that when he posted that. Because it's goddess. Well, that would be interesting Maybe it's because God. Victini is not supposedly from Unova. It's from actually somewhere else. So, which would be interesting because we know barely nothing about that Pokemon. So it's like it. It'd be cool for them so, to talk about oh, it. Oh, hear me. And no, no. Arceus, so Legend there... Arceus was about a mythical. A lot of people always put in legendaries in there, but I would see them continuing the trend of a mythical Pokemon yeah. for the title Why? if it was something like also, that. Also, so the, the original dragon crashes into Unova, but what if it's a different timeline or reality where the original dragon crashes into a different region? Mm. Right. Anything, anything's Maybe. possible. Or there's two of them or something. Think, or it's, a, it's, it's, it's another original video. dragon. I'm hoping none and of they're this gonna happens. Lean on Victini, though. They're going to they're gonna lean on the way of... So Victini was introduced... Basically, when they introduced Liberty Island, which is essentially where, you know, the Statue of Liberty is. And the Statue of Liberty was gifted to the United States from France. So the the emphasis is, is that Victini is actually from Kalos. You know? Oh, I like that. Dude. Which would be a good tie-in. Whew. Yeah. Oh. Everything's wh- connected anyway. Yeah. It all comes together. We're going to have... Uh, this is... this. Is, my head's spinning. All right. But I think we're going to have to end it here. Drogain, thank you so much for being a part of this episode. Uh, thank you, also, buddy. Thank you for being a, a mythical tier uh, channel supporter. It really means a lot. This guy is our You're highest. The real one. Yeah, he's our highest. What, what would you call it, Drogain? You're. Our, uh... I am your shareholder. So this whole yes. episode has been me meeting with my uh, with my associates. <laughs> this has been the board a, meeting. We're having a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. I was though. just coming along to see how well the business was doing. Yeah, you know? we're on our best behaviors. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. Go uh, subscribe if you're new. If you're listening on uh, podcast platforms, leave us a review. It does help out quite a bit uh, for the SEO platform uh, for people to discover us a little bit easier. So I really appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you guys. 
Let's let Drogain plug himself too. Oh yeah, Drogain. I'm so sorry. Yeah, please plug yourself. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. That's all I have. I am I am a shadow on the internet. It's just YouTube. You can you find your... me at Drogain or the real Drogain. I finally changed my handle. So I'm now no, no longer a number Drogain guy. I'm the real Drogain. And I, uh, again, I if you didn't know already, I do uh, lore videos on Pokemon. Everything discussion related to Pokemon whatsoever. You can pretty much find anything you want on there. I got your channel up on the on the screen right now, so people can definitely, go over there and subscribe. Definitely some deep, juicy theories. I like yeah. it a lot. So. This guy's like Lumi. He just like hits a topic and just rants for 20 minutes. It's so good. Thank you, everyone, for watching, and we'll uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Hope you're enjoying the Teal Mask. Hey. Oh, yes. Peace out. S see ya. I already beat it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs>